entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have a plan to make sure that you're not only surviving, but thriving. I'm Marcia Reiner, a business strategist on a mission, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm excited to have my new friend on uh, as a guest today, Ashley Michike. And Ashley is a business owner's, uh, Ashley helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. As a certified exit planner, she specializes in helping business owners navigate the maze and decisions that need to happen uh, from a full-time running of their business all the way through to retirement. She's got some serious credentials, my friends. Not only did she graduate from Portland State, she's a chartered retirement planning counselor, a qualified plan financial consultant, and a certified business exit planner. So these are some serious credentials, my friends, really, truly. Uh, She is, for fun, she married her high school sweetheart. She lives in Happy Valley with her husband and three children and um, a very stubborn dachshund uh, dachshund, named Lucy. And I love that because I'm a dog person myself. So if the dogs come barking in, you know where we're we're living it. And then something that really impressed me, Ashley, you are an amazing golfer, right? You have just killed it on the golf course, and I'm sure you hold your own and and shoot amazing scores lower than the men that you play with. I'm sure. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Put them, put them, put them where they where they where they can uh, appreciate you more, right? So, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast, Ashley. I'm so happy you're here with us today. Oh, thanks, Marcia. I'm really excited to be here. So, let me ask you a question. As we come towards the end of a super crazy year. It brings to mind another topic of what business owners are often forgetting to do. And we're talking about how do you end with your business and how do you exit it with with grace, I guess would be in money and strategies. How do you do that, Ash? Yeah, so that's a big question. Um, And, you know, this year is unique. A lot of businesses, some have thrived in 2020 and some have been decimated and everywhere in between. But I think, you know, it's, uh, it's hard for us as business owners to kind of realize that a hundred percent of us will exit our business someday. And the key is, is to have a say and to have some control over that process. Like to be able to exit your business on your terms is very important. So exit planning is all about laying out that roadmap because that roadmap looks different for everybody. So for, you know, business, what is your roadmap for exiting on your timeline? Um, to, you know, selling your business to the person you choose and most importantly, getting the money that you need. And, you know, all of those things have to work together well. And so uh, planning for anything is very important. Even just planning for my kids' birthday parties, you know, I don't want to forget certain things. You don't want to forget the cake and the balloons and all that. But, you know, so I'm a planner and I see the value in helping my business owners Um, lay out a plan and lay out that roadmap so that they can address the things that they need to address um, and uh, make progress on their exit. So that's what we help our business owner 
clients do. And most of them, because they've never exited their business before, they don't really know what they should do and, and when. Um, and so we're, we're that uh, partner with them along the way. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. And you're singing my song here by planning because I'm a huge planning fan. Um, I, you said something on your website that really caught me is that, and in, in, it's obvious, but it didn't really hit me until I read it, that people don't only do this once in their life. They, they often don't understand what they don't know. And this one-time big event is something they don't even, they don't even know what to do with. And, mm-hmm. and so having the people that really get the idea of what's necessary and what you should do is, is a key resource and very important in your business. Mm-hmm. So a question for you, um, when is it too early to plan? It's not. Um, Stephen Covey said, for those in your audience who are familiar with him, you know, he said, begin with the end in mind. And of course, when you're just starting your business, uh, you're just trying to survive and have it grow. And so, you know, most business owners just aren't thinking about exiting their business. But you can do things early on and throughout the life of your business uh, well before you get to that point where you want to exit to help set it up for a successful exit. So, you know, one of the things that comes to mind really early on, I think there's a good example is understanding the factors that will grow the value of your business. So how can I improve my revenue? How can I improve my bottom line? Um, How does, depending on the type of business, you know, how do different factors influence uh, my, the value that I, that I have? Um, Who do I need to have in place? You know, the personnel employee issue is always a a complicated one. Um, What processes and procedures do I need to have in place so that I can just hire the right people and kind of plug them in where I need them to go? Um, One of the problems I find with a lot of business owners at all stages, is that a lot of the business uh, lives up in their head, like a lot of the how-to of the business. Right. And yeah, and a lot of them are reluctant to give up control and things. So there's a lot of psychological factors, I think, involved there as well. Um, but those are putting processes in place and procedures and um, you know having that standard operating procedures so that you can scale and expand and grow. And importantly, which is critical for the exit, to be able to remove yourself. So yeah. ideally, a business would be able to run completely without you. And that's the goal when we get to exit planning is, is that it can run without you. Um, so even if you maintain ownership or ma- maintain some involvement, you're not, you're not having to be there, you know, day in and day out. I think that's, that's the, you, you hit on like a number of things that, (laughs) that many business owners just can't or forget or won't do in the process of getting them to be successful business owners. And I think that's, um, you know, we're not just, all of these things are important for business owners to take them to the next level, let alone to exit coming out of it, even from how you properly name your business to the corporation you set up and so on. But I think that these are these are really valid points. So listeners, if you're not thinking of exiting right now, that's okay, because this is a lifetime of skill and and practices that you can put in your business so that whenever that is, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, you still have the pieces in place and you're not running around like crazy trying to do them last minute. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so um, the flip side of that question then would be, when would it be almost too late to start planning for your exit? I know that uh, I've had business owners come in and go, well, I want to retire next year. Kind of kind of hard, but um, when would it be almost too late? Um, you know, there's a, it's the rare circumstance where it's, where, you know, you kind of come in the last minute and say, I want to sell my business. You have a buyer ready to go. All your financial ducks are in a row. You, you know, you've done all the necessary tax planning, estate planning, pre-work. Um, that's rare. So, a really good place to start, I think, is about five years. It, you know, and and I think you kind of develop that sense. A, a lot of business owners, and I hear this a lot from my clients, is that they kind of their their first clue that they want to start thinking about their exit is maybe they hit like a milestone age, or mm-hmm. sometimes it can be like a a health scare, um, or it could just be like their the birth of their first grandchild, and then they realize that like they don't want to be devoting all of this time anymore to working in their business um, as much as they are currently. So they start to get this kind of voice in the back of their head that's saying, you know, maybe it's time to start thinking about this. And I would say that that intuition is is a good time to to start because you don't want to get to the end. And you don't want to have a health event. You don't want to get to, I'm ready to retire yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, you may have five to 10 years of planning that's required. And and I would say the if you want to do an internal transfer, if that's transferring to uh, an employee or a group of employees, or maybe it's a family business transfer, you need even longer than that Mm. because you want to set that person or those people up for success. So I think the last thing any business owner wants to do is, you know, hand over the reins and then watch the business crumble. That would, that would just break, break my heart if that happened. I think that, um, I think that that's really good information because people, you know, they want to have that success going. And, and I think that many business owners and my mom was a perfect example. My mom created a, uh, a business a long time ago, a mortgage business. And she was a, uh, a trailblazer in offsite processing. And so in the late eighties, some of the big banks came to her for, how are you doing this? And, um, when her business evolved and it got to a certain point, she didn't make the correct moves to sell the business because she wanted to continue to work. And the worst thing about it is, is she ended up with just the, I mean, the business kind of closed on its own due to market and age and people shifting out and so on. So it's kind of a sad thing. This is a huge value to people in their retirement planning, the value of their business. And if they don't do the proper pre-work, then they end up like my mom with a copier and no value of a business when it could have been a, a multi-million dollar business coming her way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think business owners desire control. Uh, that's part of the reason why we become business owners because we <laughs> want to have a say in our destiny and you know what happens. And so the more you plan and the and the more runway you give your plan, the you know, the time you give it to be successful and to succeed the more control you have and the more say you have over what happens. Mm. And I think the situation with your mom is not uncommon um, because it's more comfortable to, to keep doing 
what we're, we're doing and what we're used to doing and then kind of worry about, oh, well, I'll figure that out later. Um, and I've had that happen with clients. I had a client who retired unexpectedly this year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a in a high-risk group. He was at retirement age. He was running a medical practice and just decided that, you know what, I it's not worth it. I can't and and nobody saw COVID coming, right? You know? And so you have that situation. I had a client about seven years ago who died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Um, and I watched his business completely flounder over the next two to three years. Um, most of his employees who are close to retirement, the company ended up selling. Um, but his employees got laid off. They they basically got rid of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't life, his desire. Had he had planned, he could have controlled that a little bit. He could have had more sure. control. Uh, leaving your business unexpectedly or dying or you know, becoming disabled, that can really hurt the value of the business, especially if you, you as the owner are, are uh, integral to the business, which he was. Um, but there are things that you can do uh, to protect your family, to protect your business. And and business owners, I think, uh, you know, most business owners that I talk to, they're approached at least periodically by maybe a competitor or somebody else um, who wants to buy their business. And until they're ready to sell, they just kind of say, no, I'm not interested. Um, but right. even just maintaining a list, like maybe there's there's a friendly competitor in another state that you have a relationship with because you see them at a conference every year that you go to, right? Well, and that person has expressed buying your business. Maintaining that list and having these, I call it business continuity instructions. If something happens to me, here's a document that I can hand over to my key employees, my spouse, you know, who's ever going to come in and run the business temporarily. And in there, included in that, it has anybody who has expressed interest in buying the business and their contact information. So you can go to them quickly and, and say, hey, you know, are you, are you interested in, in buying the business? Now, obviously that it would likely sell at a discount um, because of the situation, but at least you would know, you know, who out there is willing to buy my business. So that's just one facet of, of the exit plan is having that business continuity instructions. So if something happens to you, um, that the business can continue and it's not plunged into a complete state of chaos. You know, that's almost like you're planning a will for your business, right? You're creating your wishes and desires and instructions and kind of where are the where are the passcodes? Where's the money hidden? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, are, where are the dead bodies? You know, where are the things that you want you want your 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 employees to know if you got hit by a bus tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so that's something that you could do whether you're exiting or not to have that continue. Would you call it the business continuity um, plan? Yeah, it's, we call it business continuity instructions. I like and it. Basically, provides instructions for the necessary people so that they know. You know, a lot of uh, business owners, they're, they're, especially with their spouse, you know, their spouse is not clued into the details of the business. They may not even know where the bank accounts are held um, or where the important, you know, if you have a business partner, where is your buy-sell agreement held? Where, you know, where are these important documents? Where are the insurance policies? Which companies are those with? Um, So you save your employees and your family a lot of 
wasted uh, wasted time and heartache because you've provided that all for them. Um, and of course, you don't have to share this information before something happens to you, but uh, it's good to keep, you know, we always advise our clients to give a copy to your trusted advisors, like your CPA, you know, your exit planner, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. attorney, keep a copy in your safe deposit box. Let your employees know, your spouse know that this exists so that you have made a plan to help uh, support the business if something should happen to you. Love it. Wow. That's a really, really valuable tip that I can almost guarantee that nobody's done here, whether they've even done it for their, their own self, but personally on home. But I can imagine that I don't know any business person listening to this one right now that that's probably taken that step because they haven't they haven't gone out looking for an exit planning uh, specialist like yourself that could fill them in with those gaps. You know, I think that this is a super important topic to have, even as we start with our year end planning and taking us and getting ready for 2021. This is a time that business owners are starting to think and and strategize for how we're going to come out of this horrible year and go on to a, a new year, this would be a really good tool to put in place. So mm-hmm. this is this is good stuff. Actually, what else is something really important that a business owner ought to think about as they're planning for current business and exit? Well, the number one place we always start with our clients and even before somebody becomes a client is helping them. We need to understand what the business is worth. Mm. Um, a lot of business owners have wildly inaccurate views of what their business is worth. Now, sometimes they're very optimistic and they think it's worth double what it's worth. And then other, I've seen the exact opposite too, where they think it's worthless and it's worth millions of dollars. So, um, but we have to have a good, good understanding of what the business is worth. Um, And uh, the reason I start there and a lot of exit planners will start there is because we, we have to know where we're starting from. You know, you can't get directions to go from A to B if you don't know, if you don't put in what A is, where you're starting from. So right. sometimes we find that the business is worth X and it needs to be worth a lot more. So then instead of going down this path of, of planning for the exit, the path then becomes, well, we need to grow value and then we can shift over to doing some more specific planning around exit. Um, and so we need to know what that is. Uh, and for most business owners, their their business is a substantial amount of their net worth. If you're a successful yeah. business owner, it's usually you know 50 to 90% of your net worth is tied up in your business. So we have to know if you were to exit today or in a year or five years and the business is on this trajectory, you know, what is the after-tax value of your business that you're going to get when you want to exit? What's realistic? What's the business worth? And then is that going to be enough financially? And this gets to kind of your background as a certified financial planner is, you know, we, we cannot exit a business unless we know that financially you're going to be okay. Um, so we have to know where we're at today and we have to know what the value of the business is. So that's where we start. And that's why I recommend every business owner start is figure out what your business is worth. 
And and there are plenty of experts that can do that, but oftentimes they want to charge you a fee or they want to do it in, in hopes that they're going to sell it for you. But then there are people such as yourself that can do that as a service and have it be something that's that's reasonable for a business owner to, to calculate. And I think that, like you said, it sets that floor. It sets that base of, okay, here's what's realistic. And now what do I need to do to get to where I want to be? So I'm loving the analogy of the A to B with the roadmap. Um, perfect and on, on cue. So, so when we figure out what it's worth and our eyes are now open for it, um, it's, it even gives us an opportunity to start growing the business. And so what are some of the tools that you would say, you had mentioned them earlier in that list, um, you know, the employees and, and strategies and SOPs and things like that. Um, is there anything else that you can do to help increase the value of your business? What's a real valuable piece? Um, yeah, I, I, maybe I'm stating the obvious for some of your employees, but, or, in, uh, your audience, but, um, growing revenue is the number one thing you can do to grow the value of the business. Um, and that's across, it's across all industries. It doesn't matter. So, and that's why you see, uh, very well-known companies that are public or they go public and they, they have negative earnings. They're not making any money and they still sell for like a hundred million dollars, which is ridiculous. But, um, so, you know, growing revenue is the most important thing you can do. Second, most important thing is growing the bottom line. And that means being efficient with your expenses. Um, and you know, just making sure that you're doing everything you can to be profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of industry specific things that you can be doing. So I use, uh, a lot of, when I'm giving, um, talks on this, or doing workshops. I use a dental practice a lot as an example because it, uh, I think most people kind of understand how dental practice works. But um, if I am, so I, maybe I don't grow my revenue or maybe I don't grow my patient base, but if I can um, switch people to and incentivize them to pay more with cash versus going through insurance. That is something that would be specific to that industry that could help boost the value of the business that didn't necessarily change any of the underlying metrics of, of revenue, et cetera. Okay. But someone who wants to maybe buy my dental practice and they see, oh, I'm not so reliant on re insurance reimbursements, um, th that's going to be more attractive to them. So it's different for every industry, but you know, the main focus should be growing revenue, growing uh, pre-tax income, which of course is easier said than done. Like we'd all just love to be able to snap our fingers and find more <laughs> customers. And, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. But um, there, yeah. So we use, um, we use a software tool and we actually pay for a subscription. It's a monthly subscription and we eat this cost because we want our clients to know exactly what their business is worth and we make it available for anybody who wants to use it. But anyways, this database, there's 50 million 
businesses in this database. So no matter what industry you're in, you can get good comparative data. If you're a dental practice, if you're a manufacturing company, you know, whatever it is, you can get really good comparative data because likely there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other businesses, both in your geographic area and then nationwide that are in this database. And, and the two primary metrics that it uses to calculate value are revenue and pre tax income. And then I I advise people to gather a few more pieces of information just to kind of tighten that valuation and make it more accurate. Um, But those are basically the two most important things that anyone would need. And and then you don't have to go out and engage a business broker to do it for you and, or pay somebody $10,000 to do it for you. Right. Um, and, and so that, that is just, I cannot emphasize enough how critical it is to just know what your business is worth before you embark on any strategy, whether that's growing your business or kind of thinking about, uh, starting to back away and exit your business. Wow. That's super valuable. And to know it, that it's that easy, that all you need to know is what your pre-tax income is and your revenue. Um, those are things that you as a business owner, you know, should already have in your back pocket, or at least, you know, reach out to your bookkeeper and go, Hey, what did we do last year? What did we do this quarter? Um, so those are easier things that you can grab without having to go through. Um, I think some of the other things that, um, I've heard of and tell me if I'm wrong, that having, um, a sustainable income stream that is like, you know, re, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for the recurring revenue, you know, mm-hmm. so you've got more subscription type revenue versus having to do the, the rinse and repeat and get new clients all the time could be worth more value. Is, is that, is that true? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Um, and then what are some of the other, um, styles of business, um, processes that we could do that could probably value the business higher? Um, something along the lines of, you know, you, you spoke about systems and processes. Are there any particular ones that would um, have more value than others? In terms of what systems and processes you would put into yeah. place? Not like whether you use QuickBooks or not, but whether you, you know, have, um, I guess what I'm getting at is if you have these systems and processes and you as the business owner can be, like you said earlier, pulled out and, uh, John Doe can step in and it, it's worth more than having it be, well, I've got the dental license, the I'm the doctor, and it has to be a specific doctor that knows this particular treatment, you know, skill set, you know, having it be a little wider or broader um, would, would think, I would think would be more valuable. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think uh, if we're talking about systems and putting those, those things in place, it sounds, if you haven't done it at all, it can be a really daunting thing to think about. So I always encourage uh, business owners and clients, what is the thing that you hate doing the most? <laughs> and find a way to outsource that to another employee. You know, maybe hopefully it's something that has to be done. So you're not, you don't hate doing it and you don't have to be doing it. But, you know, what is that one thing? And then just start there and then kind of expanding. So it's something, and that is in and of itself, that can take, you know, a couple of years because you may find that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
uh, create a procedure for this and then I have to train this person. But then in six months, maybe that person leaves and then you have to train the new person on it. But at least you've, you've written it down, right? So you know you can you can, as long as you have the right person in place, you can do that. So, mm-hmm. um, I always start with that. I have, um, a, a friend who all she does is build processes and systems. She goes into different types of businesses and does this. And she and I were having a conversation about this earlier this year and, and, um, you know, getting that thing that you hate doing the most off right. of your plate, it gives you this really quick win. It's just one thing. So you're not having to like reinvent everything that you're doing or write everything down. And then you just kind of gradually build, build from there. What we've done, what I've done in at True North is what are the most critical and and also repeatable processes. So like, for example, when we onboard a new client, there's an entire process that goes along with that so that we're not, um, you know, dropping any balls anywhere or messing up that process. And each, it's very important for us because we want each client to have a consistent, good first initial experience. So that was one of the first things that uh, we built a procedure and a process around, um, and we've had different people in that role who have had to onboard clients, and and it, it goes pretty smoothly because we initially created the process, and then we just reiterate as time goes on, like, oh, we forgot to do this. We need to insert this in, into the process, and so you're just continuing to improve as time goes on, but uh, it seems easier to do it yourself, you know, but, uh, cause it seems like it's, oh, it's, it's kind of this effort. It's going to take time and then I'm going to have to train somebody, but you know, once it's written down on paper and as long as you're revisiting it every so often to make sure that it's still working, I, it's so, so valuable to be able, uh, to standardize that. And then the trust in the employees who are doing you know, doing the daily work of that procedure and, and working with your customers and, and all of that, um, or, or just doing, you know, the things of the business itself, whether that's maybe it's a manufacturing process or whatever that is, you have more confidence. And so it allows you to kind of gradually step away and step away and find other things, um, that you can do, because like we, we mentioned before, the goal, the goal with exit planning is for you not to be there day to day. You can still maintain ownership. I think some people have these misconceptions that exit planning is all about, well, I don't want to, I don't want to leave my business completely. I want to remain involved and you can do that. And exit planning is essential for doing that because it sets up your business for success. It sets up that next generation ownership for success so that maybe you can still maintain ownership and maybe you can still work, but it's on your terms. You're not a slave to the business. You're not having to come in. You can actually go on vacation. You can take a month <laughs> off if you want to, you know, things like right. That. What is that? What is that strange thing, right? <laughs> vacation or a weekend off. Yeah. Uh, Very. I think those are the really important points that, that people forget when they're looking at their business, that, that these these, these tasks that they can do can really simplify their business and allow them to step away. We all got in business for the reason of that lifestyle goal that we wanted, you know, to have this like, well, I want to take Friday off and I want to be able to go and do this and have all the money. But then we get so buried, involved 
and inside of our business that we never see the light of day and lose that vision of what that business was originally designed for. And these kind of <clears throat> these kind of activities that you're doing, you know, really do that twofold work of giving you the freedom in your business as well as allow you to exit on your terms, which I really like that. So um what um What's what's the biggest challenge um, that business owners are facing these days with with doing that um, and and exiting? You know, I I find that I find that everybody has that fear that that they don't want to do it or what happens if. And do you have a do you have a plan to to get around the fear of potentially exiting? Yeah, it's a it's a real challenge because it's different for everybody. Um, and most of the time when someone comes to me, they're ready. Um, so I don't have to convince them because they've already convinced themselves that, okay, I'm ready to start this process. I want to mm-hmm. start it. You know, there's something that they're going after on the other side of their exit that they're really motivated by. Um but I think for a lot of business owners, uh, because they don't know that someone like me exists. They don't know that there are there are people out there who can navigate this process for them um, and, and help them with that in creating and, and also implementing the exit plan. Um, and, and it seems like a daunting process to do on your own. So, um, you know, I have clients where it's a family business. I had a client, it was a, a third generation family business and um, the the next generation, the fourth generation, wanted nothing to do with it, and he just kind of operated status quo until he was ready to retire, and then he just put the lock in the door one last time, and you know, locked up and walked away. Wow. And it, I think, for him, it was just such a daunting process that he did. And this was before I was. Uh, doing more exit planning, but it was one of the motivations for, you know, uh, wanting to go deeper with my clients and doing this because I have seen uh, several clients who now, thankfully they, their financial situation was, was good enough outside of their business that they didn't need to sell their business. But it was, it was really sad to watch, especially that third generation family business, um, just not, have a way out. And and there was value there um, for the right buyer. So I would really encourage business owners to start thinking about, you know, the, the three keys to the exit, which is the timeline. You know, how soon do you want to exit? Is it next year, five years, 10 years? Um, financially, what do you need from the business. And that goes back to figuring out what the value and the key there is what is the after-tax value? (laughs) Because we all know what our business is worth, but then there's taxes. Um, And then the last thing is who is best suited to take over your business. And those are the things, those are the three major things that business owners need to start thinking about because it's going to start to drive them in specific directions. Mm right? If, if the who is an inside person, then I'm not going to entertain, you know, any outside, uh, sales or third-party sales or anything like that. But then I want to, but because I've selected that path, then I'm really going to want to focus on making sure I do the, the things to set up my employees or that one person or that family member, whoever that is setting them up for success. 
Um, so all of these decisions, they're like little forks in the road. And once you make that decision, you start going down that path. You can switch later, you know, if, if, if you intended to transfer the business to your child and then you just, that was more like, um, wishful thinking. They don't want, (laughs) they don't want the business. Their, their skill set is not appropriate for running the business successfully. So we may have to switch course later. Um, and that's why I always, I phrase that a specific way. Who is best suited to take over your business? Because maybe the person that you have in mind or the person that you maybe want it to be is really not best suited. And we have to have a heart to heart conversation about that. Yeah. Gosh, this has been great information, Ashley. I know that you we're, we've talked about, um, gosh, key pieces and and those three last tips and making sure you know who who's gonna um, you know take over for you in the future and you can start grooming them. Um, this is such valuable information. So, where can listeners find out more information about you and True North? Sure. So, as we talked about earlier, the the we make available anybody who wants to use it, the business valuation tool. It's free. There's no strings attached. I highly encourage your listeners um, to check that out. So if you go to truenorthra.com forward slash value my business, um, you can get access to the tool. There's also a checklist that I make available to anybody who wants to use it to gather the right information to get an accurate value for your business. And then of course, when you go there, all of my other contact information information, phone number, email, et cetera, is there as well. Awesome. I know that that's going to be a valuable starting place because that's where you told us we should start, right? And figure out what our value is today so we can do the, we can start at A. So thank you, Ashley. That's going to be super, super great giveaway. And everybody should just go uh, hit hit that up and, and sign up for that. So perfect. And all the links will be in the notes as well as uh, showcasing on the video in YouTube. So perfect. Um, so, uh, listeners, thank you for listening today. I hope you found an idea or two or many, uh, to put into your business that will help your business become more profitable. So considering what's happened to businesses this year, as we've been talking about now more than ever, it's important to create your own profit plan. So your business can be a thriving business. Um, my gift to you is I've got six easy action tips that you can put into your business immediately so that you can really make an impact. So go check out at failproofbiz, that's B-I-Z.com. And Ashley and I would love to hear your questions or feedback uh, or even some ideas for future shows. Please subscribe and comment on today's podcast. And you can catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to great, more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Ashley. Humorous, yeah.